Hello and welcome to the Black Dog Sports Podcast. This is episode 31. I am your host, Arthur Hosey Jr. of the class of 2008. And I am joined by a round table of panelists. And we're going to discuss the um, Mississippi state flag debate that is going on just now. That's why we entitled this episode, It's My Heritage, with the mocking SpongeBob alternating capital and lowercase letters. Because F that flag. That's the... That's the general <laughs> thesis of this episode, okay? Jeremiah's face. There's nothing to show. Jeremiah, the person that went to the school that mascot was the Confederate. So I expect um <laughs> I expect him to um we'll see. All right. So let me go ahead and introduce our um guest. Matter of fact, Jeremiah can introduce the guest. He know him better than I do. Well, I'm not gonna do the close personal friend, but uh, it's I guess uh, Reggie Harris, um, my friend Reggie Harris. He played at Mississippi State. He was a long snapper. He played. He's a Cheryl guy. He's not a Croom guy or, or a Mullen guy. So he's a Cheryl guy. And um, so where Reggie played from 2000 2004. Yeah. At the time, 2000 2004. So um, but I guess you can introduce yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Reggie Harris. Um. I currently live in Springfield, Missouri, but I spent um, most of my life in Mississippi. Um, after I finished uh, playing ball at State, I coached in Mississippi for a little while um, and, you know, um, coached at a few schools. And then after that, then I um, went and worked with a nonprofit here in Missouri. And then after that, got into banking. And um, when I got into banking, then I got into corporate training um, and I did diversity and inclusion training for years and along with that um did like the disc personality assessment so um along with being in banking now i'm in i'm still working in the banking industry but i'm working in the technology side of it work at jack henry associates as a uh, corporate trainer there so um so that's kind of what i'm doing now and then you know try to be actively involved in the community and a lot of community outreach and and uh try to you know, stay up to date on all the topics and make sure we're up to date on history too, you know, staying up to date on, um, you know, knowledge and different things like that as far as, um, you know, what's going on in the current times and, you know, and try to also help with um, educating people on um, on history and diversity and inclusion and, um, and really just how to, you know, bring communities together, man. So I'm trying to, trying to work a lot on that. I have a, a lot of initiatives and stuff that I'm trying to work on here while I'm living here. All right. Um, bad boy, baby. So let's go around to the other different guys. And I'm going to start off with Mr. Uh, why not? Kendrick Vivians. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get off whatever's on your chest right now going into the show. Well, I don't have much on my chest. And I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to everybody. Special shout out to my Mississippi State College group. The bruisers. This is our one of our bruiser gate shirts. You know what I'm saying? What uh, something we do every year? Picking a home game and we just you know have a good time. You know, do it big for a tailgate. I just want to give them a shout out. Um, all of them are list. All of them are listeners and all of them are subscribed. So they gotta get a shout out. That's that's what the home team supposed to do for you. Anyway, um, happy Father to all the fathers on the panel. Um, glad to have Reggie in the building. You know, uh, me and Reggie go back to. Mississippi State. We go all the way back. Um, so I've been on for a while. Back, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 
The old one, not, not that renovated joint. Yeah, not the old one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we go back. Uh, glad to have him on. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be with my Wi-Fi so I can be, I won't be talked about by um, Arthur. <laughs> so, just glad to be here, man, and I'm um, looking forward to some deep discussions. Hopefully, we don't have any uh, Candace, dark-skinned uh, male Candace Owens in the building. Cheerio. All right, so um, thank you very much for that very robust uh, intro, uh, Bully. And I seen him in the background where he had the he had the the cowbell with the Black Dogs Matter um, sticker on that joint. Okay, so uh, yeah. All right, Mister Chief Blackfoots, aka Ricardo Suggs, aka Brother Ricardo X. What happened to me? <laughs> Look, of course. Man, it's Sunday, it's Sunday man. It's Father's Day. I, I, I'm not going to go there with you today. Just ready to start the show. <laughs> I know you don't want no smoke with me today, so I'm going to go ahead and let you make it. All right, so uh, Derek Thomas, who I know he's, he's celebrating uh, Father's Day today. You know, um, so what, what's, what's happening? What you got on your mind? Well, I just want to, you know, Wish all the fathers and my family, and you know, and our just fathers in general, happy Father's Day. Um, just ready to talk about this issue with the flag, and you know, good to be talking something about Mississippi State with you guys again. All right, so we got uh, all these pretty birds in the background with uh, Reggie. I mean, it actually sounds pretty nice out there. It sounds like I know it is, there, but you know, what else? All right, so now. I'm a hippie, so I love I love nature. So you know you got you know you got to be out in nature to have had a uh, had that right mindset there. Right, absolutely. <laughs> now, this next man is my Boy. close personal friend. I remember when his brother got hurt in a football game playing for the New Hope Trojans. It, I him, so it's his coach, coach then. Yeah, I took him to the hospital to go see him, all right? I remember, once again, teaching this man okay, okay. how to drive, all right? I remember being in the Sanderson Center when he got reverse dunked on <laughs> by some random dude. <laughs> Everybody, Jeremiah Short. Oh, well, thank you for that not-so-great introduction. Uh, well, guys... <laughs> I'm just uh, excited to talk about this flag issue. Obviously, we have a lot of things going on in the country right now, and this is a new one. Um, I just want to take this time out to kind of just wish uh, my dad a happy Father's Day. Uh, name is Jerry Smith, Knoxville County. Uh, so just kind of, I normally don't do the Facebook thing, but you know, I just want to take this opportunity to wish him happy Father's Day. Oh, this. Hey, hey man, man, that's what's yeah. up, dude. I ain't think about that. Hey, Carson Vivian, happy Father's Day, bro. Oh, man. Hey, good job, Jeremiah. Everybody wishing everybody else father ain't say nothing about my daddy. I mean, I, I said happy Father's Day to my dad on Facebook. Like I say, um, it was easy to graduate high school with the lights being on. I thanked him for not leaving my mama, and then we'd have been ghetto and ratchet like um other people in my community. So um, yeah, I'm I'm just real proud of him. And then somebody came in and said, you look just like your daddy. I'm like, well, um, 
yeah, that's what happened when married people have kids. You tend to look like your parents. <laughs> like, there's nothing profound about that. Okay? So, whatever. Um, <laughs> now, they may, I would come now, in on now, that. Wait, come wait. in, but that ain't always true. Now, check this out. <laughs> I, also, I, also, <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to my brothers who are six and seven years older than me, respectively. And I want to ask them, how come they didn't name y'all Arthur Hosey Jr.? Hmm. That's <laughs> kind of weird, but whatever. All right, so this is I think, I think your dad had to fight for that. Your mom didn't want him first to him. He was like, please, please, baby, please. And you so know what? Uh, okay, funny story, okay? So my oldest brother is my actually my half-brother. And then my other brother came a year behind him, and my dad did not want any more kids. But my mama wanted to have a girl. And so after six years, <laughs> we finally had another child, and I came out and I was a boy. So my dad was like, see, I told you that we shouldn't have had no kids. Now we got another boy. <laughs> and my mom was like, man, you mean to tell me I went through all this so I can have another boy? I ain't having no more kids, you know. I So, yeah, everybody was just pissed off because my dad didn't want no more children, period. And my mama wanted a girl, so it was just all messed up. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the show where I myself, who is um the history teacher or whatever, I'm supposed to be telling y'all the history of the uh state flag. Long story short, it's racist AF. Um there's not really much to know beyond it. Um they adopted in 1894 or some crap. Before that, we had a flag that had like this uh it was like a magnolia tree on it or something like that. And somebody was like, This flag isn't racist enough and doesn't um, have the core values of the state of Mississippi. Of, um, we know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of blatant <laughs> racism. So they was like, right? we're going to take uh, the Confederate battle flag and put it in the corner of our flag so that all these northerners and these inwards know what time it is, okay? Now, of course, you had a bunch of other states throughout the um, South who have kind of Confederate-ish um, inspired flags. So, like, uh, well, South Carolina used to just have a Confederate thingy thing thing, and so did Georgia, but they got rid of it. At first, they made it smaller, and then they got rid of it. This is a quick aside. It kind of reminds me of y'all ever played Street Fighter too, and at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, they had a white dude stealing off on a black dude. And so <laughs> they tried to make the black dude lighter and lighter and lighter until he was just a white guy. And I was like, to me, I just felt like they should have just had the black guy steal off on a white guy too. And then it would have been fair, but whatever. Okay. So <laughs> during the civil rights movement, um, a lot of people decided that they wanted to start flying these uh, Confederate flags with a lot more frequency so that they could advocate for states' rights. Yeah, whatever. It's racism, so that they could let the N-words know their place. Um, But yeah, in conclusion, the flag is just like really, really racist. Um, Anybody who says anything (laughs) about states' rights, it's like symbolism. Certain things- It's it's what they call whistleblowing. Yeah, certain things you see and you already know what it is. You know what I'm saying? When you hear states' rights, we already know what that code word for. Exactly. The state's rights to have <laughs> slaves, the state's rights for Jim Crow, stuff like that. Isn't that what the state's rights for anything positive? 
Now, I would imagine, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to say that if I was, uh, if I were white, I would think that racism is pretty freaking sweet. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, I'm, black. I'm like, slavery, I would imagine that if I were white, slavery was lit. You know what I'm saying? I do you know what tell me that all I got to do is sit around, I can sleep with these bad black chicks and my wife. Oh, my God. Come on. And I can just tell people, bring me. Where you uh, think light-skinned uh, people come from? What light-skinned people come from then? Huh, Jeremiah? Good point. Where light-skinned people come from? Jesus I, I, Christ. I tell people that all Hey, I tell people that all the time. I say, now, I didn't get my mama went bright skinned, my grandma went bright skinned because of a black man doing the do. Exactly. I mean, if you look at it from a scientific <laughs> point of view, I mean, skin color, yeah, genetics, all right, let's, dominant let's, recessive genes, let's, yeah. Let's turn it. <laughs> that's why nobody right. remember your name, Jeremiah. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, it's good stuff because they always they, they say, why do you want to tear down history? Why do you want to forget it? So that's history. They, exactly. yeah, that's their thing about removing their monuments. You're talking about the history. Well, since you want to talk about all the history, let's talk about the history. The whole and that's history. I mean, right. it is. I just bits and pieces. It is right. what it is, Jeremiah. I mean, it's negative history. It's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it's history. So, like, for instance, yep. I talked to my grandmama, right? And so, my grandmama, she was born in 1934. So, wow. she was like in the civil rights movement and stuff. Mm -hmm. like that. And she was telling me about how when you, you know, a lot of our grandmamas, they cleaned up white folks' houses. And she was yep. like, it was like understood that you might have to lay it down. Like that's, it, it was part of the job description. Like it might not have been written down, but like it was a, a known fact that that's what you were gonna have to do. So my grandmama, yep. she was snitching. She was like, yeah, Miss so and so around the corner, she used to. I'm like, okay, grandma, don't, don't, don't tell me the lady's name. Okay, you telling it out. Yeah, right. but she was like, that was, that was part of the job that it was understood that you were gonna have to sleep with Mister So and So. And while we at it, let me go ahead and shade some of these feminists out there too. So she worked for the white man and the white lady or whatever. And my auntie's graduation was coming up. She said that the lady went to the school and picked up her daughter so that my grandmama would have to watch her. And she was like, oh, my bad. You're not going to be able to make it to your daughter graduation because you got to watch little Karen. And my grandma was like, shit, okay. Um, so she, she dipped and said that the dude told her, like, yeah, I'm sorry. If you could just come back and work for me, that will be great. You know, I got her pregnant by mistake. And, you know, I had to marry. I don't even like the chick myself. But you know, if you would come <laughs> back and work for me, then that would be great. And, and she was also telling me about how in Greenville, you would have these Caucasian men who would go to the domestic service house, tie up their husband, and have sex with her in front of the husband. Like she was like that. That was a thing in Greenville. And once again, she gave me Pacifics, but I was like, you know, the come on, I got it. some stories, right. homie. As well, you know, I, and I can and I can attest to that. My, my grandma was born in 1914, and I think her granddaddy was white. Yeah, it was that was the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and it was just like a lot of stuff too. Even as far as understanding, you know, like my grandma used to screen all our phone calls and stuff like that, because it was a lot of history and a lot of secrets that they knew, and they wanted to make sure that you weren't, yeah, you weren't talking to your cousin or like you weren't talking to, you know, because. Say for instance, if you was on a um, you were sharecropping on somebody's land, and 
you know, the guy that was sharecropping, he might have laid it down on two different women that was sharecropping. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, two bright-skinned folks, brother and sister. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they meet each other. They start liking each other. And they don't even know their brother and sister. Wow. Yeah, I know me and Reggie had an interesting uh, <laughs> sequence that was about a month ago, Reggie. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> I literally, I commented on Reggie, uh, a post of Reggie. I was like, man, I was like, I didn't know your uh, mom do my, uh, I ain't going to say the person because I don't want to get mad. Yeah. I was like, no, that's my grandma. I was like, oh, uh, okay. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not good. I was like, I yep. I don't want to tell well, it, it probably is good because I, I was going to get her name and then I'm going to ask my brothers because it, you know, it just was understood. You know what I'm saying? Even like, mm. and it was even to the point too where a lot of black men saw that and a lot of black men, you know, when people talk about, oh, they the couples, and this is another little side tangent, they said, oh, couples stayed together back then longer. It was because most of the time the women had no choice. You know, down the road, the black man was tipping with sister son, so too. Because he... <laughs> It was just, uh, it was just understood, like, and I'm telling was. you, man, it was, it was just understood, but the woman stayed with the man most of the time. So <laughs> it was just like, you know, that just, the way it was, you know, it was, like you said, people love talking about history, but history ain't as, and that's why, like, I think when I explain to people about make America great again, and I'm like, when you actually look at true history, it was not great. We've actually come on the moral, on the moral stick. We've actually come a long way on the moral stick in the past hundred years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody loves saying, oh, it's so bad. I'm like, but if you actually study history, and Arthur, you can attest to this, you study history for what it is, and even around the world. And I mean, you even talk about like Dr. King's mentor, uh, Tichnin Hong, that was uh, led the, uh, the protest in, in Vietnam, who mentored Dr. King. Dr. King nominated him for a Nobel Peace Prize, too. You talk about how people were just shooting people dead right there in the street in, you know, in Vietnam. I mean, you talk about all that stuff was just, it was some disgusting stuff going on, mm -hmm. you know? And over the past hundred years, we actually, like child labor, <coughs> you know, my mom and them was out there, my mom and they 75, they were picking cotton at five and six years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, my mom was, my mom told me some of the cotton picking stories. Right. When they were picking cotton, when they were kids, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get whooped if you do it wrong, right? You talking about a six year old kid getting whooped because they ain't picking cotton right? Well, you know what? Check this out. So, um, I was thinking about the fact that you know we were talking about kind of like the the breeding side of everything. Now, my parents were well, my grandparents they were talking about how if you a guy and you got a wife. You living on a white man plantation, and you know if y'all have kids and stuff like that, then that become that's that's more workers for him and stuff like that. For him, yeah. yeah. So they was like, if you a guy and you got a wife and y'all ain't had no kids, they might send you on a crash dummy mission and go have the big stocky dude who already had eight kids and stuff like that sleep with your wife while you going off to do something crazy because you know yeah. that's that's gonna help out the um. White man, bottom line, don't be looking like that, Jeremiah. I mean, it's, <laughs> sometimes history is ugly. Sometimes history is ugly. <laughs> you the one. Okay. You the one. Headache over there, bud. You the one. 
you the one who wrote this into the thing that you wanted AJ to talk about history. And I, now I'm talking about history, and it's uncomfortable. I mean, it is what it is. So uh, another anecdote is that my grandmama, uh, they was working for Delta Pineland, which is now Monsanto, okay? So this corporation is still around. So she was working for um, Delta Pineland, now Monsanto, and she was out on the white man plantation. Apparently that the um, guy who was over her had a reputation for sleeping with all the black women. And he finally came to the conclusion that it's time for me to get some of um some of that theola um <laughs> loving. Okay. So she said that she was like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And that's actually how my family ended up in Greenville was that um she said that the guy started kind of like treating my aunties and stuff like that unfairly. So she moved to Greenville so that she could remove herself in that situation. So that's how my family actually ended up in Greenville. We get some feedback. I think he got us all okay. or something like that. Because your Bluetooth is connected. Yeah, my Bluetooth. Hold on one second. Yeah, we'll work this thing out. But yeah, so um, back to the flag, okay? So this is the part where we're supposed to discuss what the flag means to us. We finally are off the subject of where light skin people come from. And um I'm gonna there we go. with somebody. I'm gonna start off with let's start with Jeremiah because he look hella salty right now. He <laughs> <laughs> you know, hijacked your whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you made it a hotline, I made it a hot song. Oh, I just found, bars. Oh, uh, man. I just found it was a little inappropriate, personally. But, uh, hey, uh, inappropriate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think we tend to forget that other people this podcast don't want to hear all that. But, okay, um, <laughs> they don't want to hear the truth. What I post a lot, my bad. You no can't black, stand the truth. No, no black, you're <laughs> not gonna say that, Arthur. No you're black, perfect for you. No black women were sexually assaulted during Jim Crow or slavery at all. But not, it wasn't point of the podcast. But okay, um, <laughs> uh, but um, I guess it's talking about what the flag means to me. Uh, I guess, it's, I guess it's kind of weird because I mean, I was the person that I guess I saw it from both sides. Like I'm both me and Reg are originally from Knoxville County. I went to Wilson Elementary when I was a kid, so I'm from Brooksville. So uh, I grew up in Knoxville County, and it was truly segregated. So I mean, I really lived it even then. That I mean, I don't think you really looked at it that way when you were a kid. You never. I mean, of course, you hear your parents, your grandparents, you know, uh, aunts and stuff, aunts and uncles talking about some of this stuff, but you probably didn't really realize it. But Brooksville is really like the traditional, like separated by the railroad tracks type town. Yeah. So you you get to live it like just in that sphere. Like I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't talk to a white kid or anybody of a different race until I was in fourth grade. So and when we moved, uh, so, I mean, I had white teachers, but you know, mostly black teachers though. So, I mean, I really just didn't even have any interaction because Brooksville still is very segregated in that way. The school, Knoxville County, I mean, they have a few people from other, you know, backgrounds and stuff in the school, but they still primarily an African-American school. And I want to make it clear, the school itself is not segregated. But as my mom told me, she was in school when she went to all my aunts, uncle, my mom, all them went to school with Reggie, uh, brothers and stuff, and they uh, went to Knoxville County. Um, and then she told me when they first got in school, that's when they, I guess, started their almost formal de facto segregation by 
having Central Academy and, and all the white kids went there. Like the only people that go to Knox County schools now are the ones that don't have the money to afford to go to Central Academy. So I mean that's I mean that's what it is. It's like some nineteen sixty. And now and now Central Academy and, and add to that Central Academy closed and people would go to Starkville Academy or to Heritage or Emmanuel in Columbus. So they would wake up an hour early to make that hour drive, forty five minute drive, so they could avoid black people. Yeah, I was about to. I, I was about to use the other word. Chime in on that, Reggie. You're absolutely right. See, I was working at Knoxville when Central closed. Yep. And so we were like, okay, maybe we'll get one or two baseball players over here to help the baseball team. Nah, you like you trying to get a quarterback. You trying to get a quarterback. <laughs> nah, well, we don't need no quarterback. We're good on that. We good. We was good there. But we were we were like, forget a quarterback. We you know we try to get the baseball team together, you know. Um because Knoxville, you know, we we well, I, I still say we, but you know, we 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 have good quarterbacks come through there and uh if we don't have a good quarterback, we we we'll put a good athlete in there and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say this real quick <laughs> to your point, this past year, they got a guy who never ever in life played quarterback to the state championship. So, you know, mm-hmm. the quarterback ain't a problem. But anyway, <laughs> um what I was getting at is that I was like I said, I was there and they said we're shutting down Central Academy and them jokers, like Reggie said, they took off. They hit the highway. They, they're not coming. <laughs> and legit, I think it there were there was one. Uh, it's it's black and Latina, and um, maybe I don't I don't know what ethnicity. I'll just say Muslim, I guess. Um, that like own the own the gas station or something like that. You'll have a few uh, like a sprinkle of those um, Latina, a sprinkle of that, and everything else black. There's no there's no white kids in there. Right. Zero. All right, yeah. keep on going. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and to tell you about Brooksville, like when I was growing up, you know, like it was understood that the black people sat on one side of the doctor's office and the white folks sat on another side of the doctor's office. Wow. That didn't change. That didn't change until like the nineties. I remember if I was born in nineteen eighty-two, and I remember that vividly because, like, every time I would try to go to the other side, like my mom and them were like, no, uh, uh, bring your butt back over here. Uh-uh. You ain't know no better though. You just trying to sit out, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I think I was kind of naive to a lot of the things when I was in Knoxville. Like, I probably didn't. And I mean, even while you know, I ended up. I guess what I was gonna say, I ended up going to Caledonia. We were the Confederates. Like, and that, that probably didn't really. I didn't think too much about that until I got in high school. Like, it, it was, I mean, even though like my sister went to high school, and I I, I put on Facebook a couple of days ago how my sister, you know. Uh, my sister was the we had a black and white homecoming queen. My sister was the black homecoming queen, and um, so it's kind of just weird that they still. My, this is in the mid nineties. This ain't like the sixties or the seventies. Mid nineties, they still, still. I mean, even when I was a senior, uh, uh, we still had that. You know what I'm saying? So and you know when I and when I was coaching your brother at New Hope, you know they had a uh, they was they went through that same transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people, you know, and just kind of bring it back home. You know, like I said, I graduated from Caledonia. And that's something we really didn't – I remember they used to say feds on TV. So it was something that, you know, people talked about. But I don't remember ever – yeah, like, ignorant stuff that would go on. But that's a kind of aside from the issue. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, the flag itself – I guess I never thought too deeply about a lot of things when I was younger. But now you look like, wait a minute, why do we still have this flag? Like, why do we even still have this? Like, it don't make a lot of logical sense. Like, why do you even still have this flag? Now – just kind of speaking to like a lot of these things you are seeing people trying to remove these confederate symbols i like these things were bad the whole time but y'all wait till somebody gets shot and 
the whole country in social arrest and all of a sudden y'all care? This should have been this, some of the stuff should have been gone 20 years ago. The Caledonian Confederates, like we should have changed that name like 30 years ago. Like, why is that still even the case? Like, most of the players were black, like the team wasn't gonna be good without any of us. So I was like, why don't people just decide to change the name back then? Now all of a sudden people care, but you kind of see how these things happen. Like in Columbus, we had a guy, uh, the president of the school board, not school board, but like the what is it, the city board or whatever yeah, he is, pre- president, he basically was saying that, you know, they gave them, gave us jobs and they're dependent on us and stuff. I'm like, what, dude? Like, but people don't realize, like, a lot of these kids are stuck, like, not in the 60s. A lot of them stuck in the 1860s. So, I mean, they really do click like we still a slave. Now, they may not always make stupid comments like that dude, but they think it. Now, we've all probably been on jobs and we're black men and three of us, are, four of us are black male educators and you know, imagine you say you say the wrong thing to a white person within education, no matter what their role is, and they might get upset that you're sassing them or something. So, I mean, that's it's still that mindset that a lot of people still have. You know, and I go to a predominantly white church and you see some of those things, like folks still get mad. Oh, you're taking our cues to tour tone. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, I just told you what was up. Like, I don't accuse you of nothing. I'm just saying what's up. So it's kind of like those type of things. So I think that's what the flag represents to me. It is a symbol of racism. And like anybody, as you stated, AJ is saying that it states rights and it's our heritage. I was like, yeah, it's your heritage, but it don't mean it's right. So, I mean, that's just what it is. So, what well, the way I summarize that is, is like this. You know, it is, if you look at every civil rights march, what did people use as the anti-civil <laughs> rights symbol? Right. It's not hard. A lot of stuff is not hard when you look at it. It is it, like my mama, like when I was growing up, whenever we used to see those flags on the back of somebody's truck or somebody had shit, my mama would be like, well, stay from around them folks right there now. Mm-hmm. It was automatically understood. It was drilled in their head that you keep your distance from those people. I was nine and 10 years old and being taught if somebody had that flag, keep your distance. Mm-hmm. My parents grew up during that time. They knew every, like, here's the thing. If it was a civil rights thing going on, or even if, like I said, if, um, um, even with, you know, if they wanted the KKK, if the KKK had a rally, that's what they use as one of their symbols. You know, you could say all day, oh, it's for history and da 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 And it's like, why would, why that symbol was actually, like, it's been totally, like, used just for that. And then when we talk about states' rights, that whole thing about that Confederate flag means state rights, mean states' rights to have slavery. And you can sugarcoat that and try to say, oh, da 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 and, you know, add all these other little history parts in there. But the main thing, when you look at the documentation and you look at the documentation of what they meant by states, right, it was slavery was included. Indentured servants were included. And it was like, it was, it was their symbol to stand up and let them know that, hey, let everybody know that, yeah, we we are superior to um, we are superior to black people, and I hate when people bring up, ah, oh, well, black folks fought for the Confederate. Well, damn right they did, cause the motherfucker told them. Oh, thank you. Excuse my friend. <laughs> they told them. They told them right, they, would be, they would be giving them freedom. They so said, right. okay, if if I if you come fight for us, you gonna get freedom. What 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 I got to lose? What do I have to lose? I ain't got no freedom already. If we win, this man promising me that I'm gonna get free. And you know but what? as we already know, that was a lie. Exactly. And, everything, and even World War II was a lie. 
black men, like most most of the people that got their awards in military and fought in World War II, World War One, and everything, fighting for other people, freedom in other countries, didn't even get their honors and awards today was dead. They didn't. They couldn't even go get the GI Bill. They couldn't go get the loans from the bank that the white soldiers were getting. They couldn't do none of that. And you want to tell me that? Oh, this is about history and preserving history, man. When we look at that flag, we talk about, we think about how many times that we were hurt, and that's that PSTD. You know, when you talk about that stuff in your genetics and stuff, that's what you know. People love to talk about. Never forget 9/11. That stuff. When people see them building fall, what does it do to you on the inside? The same thing that happens to when when a person see what happened to those buildings or or think about 9-11, it's the same thing when we see that flag. That's the same thing go on inside of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, as far as <laughs> they didn't let black men fight for the Confederates. They weren't soldiers. They they weren't uh they were cooks. They were basically yeah. slave labor. So just doing what they normally do, being slave laborers as part of the Confederate army. You know, they weren't soldiers, even if they, they didn't trust them to have guns because the, I'm your slave. Fight for you. Yeah. You yeah, know, my thing yeah. is a slave working for the Confederacy. Right. So yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, hey, you have some of what's them black people that be out there saying they love the Confederate flag? What's that? Uncle <laughs> Russell. Well, no, they, they just get food. They get food by the, 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 the I, I tell people, I say, yeah, that was true. You know, it, it's like, you know what they say, a half truth is a lie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. They believe the half truth. And then you get somebody else that, you know, which is the majority of the population. I tell people, I say, it's crazy how the human brain works. Even very educated people and people that you would, you know, if, if, if you're not independent and you're not strong enough to, if your value is not found in who you are as a person or what, you know, or just yourself as an individual, you have to identify with the group. You will never, you, you would never look at things in totality. You know, so a lot of time, a lot of time people say, well, I get, I was taught this in history and da 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 without getting into the full history. And then they look at that acceptance part. So this is what the majority of the, the Americans accept right here. So I'm going to accept that too. And I'm going to get behind them in that. Ah, of course I'm on mute. All right. So, um, Ricardo, <laughs> I want your thoughts on the, um, Mississippi state flag and what does it mean to you? What's your position on it? Rico Suave. <laughs> You're muted, by the way. You're muted. Okay. Go ahead, take your cap off, man. Take your face off, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I can't. I ain't gonna do that. Come on, I ain't got no haircut, man. Oh, uh, you got that little. I thought you had that little brown. Look at me. Look at me. I mean. Well, I think uh, us that are a little older and um, certain things uh, genetically have happened to our hair. Oh, yeah, I do got that LeBron, man. <laughs> hey, man, like, for well, well, people that want to know, I'm going to put myself out there, man. I, I went and got a procedure done a few months ago. So, you know, I, yeah, most of the hair that's on my head, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, See that? That's, that's all me. So you had the LBJ, though. I, 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 yeah, I, I, man, basically, bro, Hey, Rich, bro, I had to go get out around here. I'm looking like George Jefferson, bro. <laughs> so, 
I was like, you know what? I got these benefits, bro. I'm out here working at the, uh, you know what I'm saying, working for the city of Houston. Hey, I might as well go on top flight security of the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Craig. <laughs> but, but now, nah, man, but let me, I, see this, this right here. Like, right, man, I, first off, I'd like to thank Derek and, and Jeremiah and everybody that's a part of this podcast. But, man, because, brother, I've been waiting to touch on this subject here. And I, I know I've been hearing a lot of quote unquote war horror stories from you guys because of you guys being in school. Um, if anybody on here is that you know, say most of you all know, but the people that's watching this podcast really don't, really just don't know the background and the, the uh, when it comes to with me going with where I went to school, at, where I'm from, and things of that nature. I went to school in Kosciuszko, Kosciuszko, Mississippi, which is like 45 minutes to an hour from Starkville, like uh, southwest of Starkville, Rail Highway 12. Anybody been up that way, they know Highway 12 straight shot from Starkville. And that flag, first off, it still flies in, in Kosciuszko to this day. I, I'm, I went to school that I'm not from there. I wasn't predominantly, I, I wasn't predominantly raised there, but I, I went to school, I spent all my school years there. And for first question, what that flag means to me, it means nothing, honestly. I, I only, when, I, when I think of, when I see that flag and when I hear people talk of that flag, like I, I think of a lot, I think of Meg Elvis, I think of Emmett Till. I think of um, any any person of color, any brown man or woman that that, is, that was killed, lynched, uh, any because there's a lot of backstories when it comes to that because that place is a cesspool of hate. And going into the story about me talking about the place where I went to school at, because I usually don't like to use that name, I try not to use it as much. I, I distance myself from that. People can think what they want when they see this podcast. I really don't give a damn because I just experienced it. My uncles, aunts, mother and father, cousins, and me, my, myself personally, did a lot of personal research on my own. We, they, they taught me a lot, my grandmother, everybody like that. Now, if anybody really knows the backstory of Kosciuszko, uh, Mississippi, still to this day of 2020, before the coronavirus hit, they still are having segregated problems to this day. I, I never, you know what I'm saying, I never understood it, but it really wasn't for me to understand because me growing up, my dad and um, and my mother were, were raised in uh, impoverished conditions, uh, basically from neighboring counties. My mom is from Holmes County. I know a lot of y'all know what that said. That's like the poorest county, if not the top two poorest counties in the state of Mississippi. I, I don't know if that's they still number one. It's Queen of County uh, up there, but I, I, who, who's to know? It doesn't matter. People over there are very, very poor. Jobs are scarce. Uh, black people to this day, if they, re, they they are located in Durant, Lexington, West, Chula, uh, anywhere else, Howard, Ebenezer, they have to drive an equivalent of maybe an hour just to go to work because a lot of people work at uh, Nissan, places like that. Uh, but back to Kosciuszko. Back to the other. Back to Kosciuszko. We we had uh, they had still had segregated problems to this day. I never understood to the fact of why I'm able to play with a child in in the on the playground when it comes to baseball, field day, things of that nature. But we couldn't go to go to prom together. Um, me personally, I I never understood why people say, especially when I heard Little Wayne say that he never experienced racism. I've experienced it indirectly, indirectly. Reason being is because I was falsely accused for something in junior high. 
that I, I didn't do by a white counterpart, by a white uh, principal and a, a white student. When in actuality, it was a, one of their friends that did it. So therefore, what they did, let's go after the token black guy, the token black kid. You know, because me, compared contrary to a lot of people don't know this, I, I was a quite quiet kid when I was coming up. I never said much because that had a lot to do with my surroundings and uh, my upbringing. I didn't, I didn't grow up poor, but my family wasn't rich either. My dad was in, served in the military. That's why when I speak out against stuff like that, uh, I'm very passionate about that because my dad is dealing with PTSD right now. And my dad was hurt um, in, what was that? When they went and uh, fought over there in Afghanistan and stuff. He had to have surgery on his back. So my daddy went from 25% to when it comes to disability. Huh, sir? Is that Dazzle Storm? Yeah. Was it? He, went, he fought mm-hmm. the net and after 9-11. And, um, <clears throat> like, when it comes to that, my dad went from 25% disability. He just got up to, like, I want to say last time I talked to him was 65 or 75%. So that's why I always speak against that because I'd be like, what? to hell with, with the military. And I know it might be some people on here that watched it, or it might be some people on here that served in the military. Like, that's just my personal opinion. Those are the views of mine. Not the Black Dog Sports Podcast. That's just totally me because I know, I see what my father's going through to, through to this day. And I knew that my dad, my uncles, my cousins, my granddad, my granddad fought in World War II. And my dad, my granddad never got, you know what I'm saying, recognized for anything he did. Like he went, he was in Germany, he fought in Germany and he fought, um, I forgot where else. He, he, he told us when we were little, it had been so long ago, I, I, I remember, I asked my dad. But my, my granddad's name was Charlie Lee Suggs and he fought in World War II. He stayed, he, he was stationed over there for like two and a half years and he really never got his just due. And the only time he got recognized for it was after he died in 1995 uh, when I was a teenager. And when they put that on the headstone, he never got any purple hearts and nothing like that. But you see all these white folks out here, they get that stuff all the time, every time, every year. And I've my, you know, saying the fact that my dad, my uncles, my cousins, and my granddad were from Mississippi and went overseas, went somewhere to fight for a country where they were basically second class citizens when they came back, when they had to fight for their own freedom, it angers me. And people ask me why. You know what I'm saying? The fact that why well, a lot of things that I say with Ricardo, why why you come off you come off like you're very like that's the reason why, because I, I, I heard the stories that my my uncles and my dad and all of them told me. Like it's a lot of stuff I could say. But I, I'm really, you know what I'm saying, like I try to be very personable and very, you know what I'm saying, considerate when it comes to this podcast because there's other guys that really want this thing to go somewhere with, you know what I'm saying? I rather not delve into I'm gonna delve into some of it. But uh, it, it, it really hurts me to the fact that I have people and men that look like me that go fight for a country when you got the ghetto, uh, got four or five out here spewing his uh, indiscretions and stuff like that. I really think when it comes to him, he's, I compare him, and I know a lot about everybody on here is going to know what I'm talking about. I used this analogy last week. I compare Trump to a white Pimp C. Pimp C is one of my favorite rappers, but at the same time, he's one of the biggest shit talkers. That would before he before he passed away, and that's who that's really who Donald Trump is. And the thing about it, when him spewing that venom that he's spewing, it's a lot. He's putting a lot of battery packs on a lot of these white folks back. And you see that I don't know. I'm gonna send a lot of you guys uh, posts that has been transpired from the place that I went to school at, 
in the past few weeks ever since this stuff been transpiring. I'm going to put it in the group chat. And these are people that I went to school with, people that you saw every day at grocery stores. You had to like hide, you know what I'm saying? You, when you look at the white folk, they always give you that, that, that sucking on the lemon look like that, like that. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you ain't got to fake this stuff with me because I peeped it when I was a kid. That's why I used to tell people and I post it on Facebook. I'm like, man, this stuff don't really, really, you know what I'm saying, surprise me because it's, these people been feeling like this. But, you know what I'm saying, like they talking about the laws this happened and them allowing us to have a quote-unquote black president, that's a different discussion for another day when it comes to Obama because everybody has their differences and opinions when it comes to him. I'm not going to delve on that. We're talking about the flag. But with my personal opinion, it, it really never meant nothing to me. At, at Mississippi is just a place where I was born. I was raised. I was born in Jackson, Mississippi. I was raised in the homes in Atala County. That, that that flag never really meant nothing to me. It really need, meant nothing to anybody on this phone, to anybody that looked like us. And for them to do that, if you want, and I, and that's why I say, like, I really feel all, like all this stuff is forced and watered down. And you all can agree or disagree with me. Reason why I say that is because people pick and choose what they want to what they want to be outraged about. And I'm a, I, I want to. This is a rhetorical question to you guys. And a lot of it's. I want to say, Arthur, you stay in the Jackson area. And I know you're very familiar, just like I am. I lived in Jackson for five or six years. I know you're uh, very familiar with Ross Barnett Reservoir, right? And if anybody knows the history of Mississippi, you ought to know the history of Ross Barnett. He was the governor of Mississippi at one point in time. Now, with everybody doing this with the flag and this and that, if anybody want to do anything to, to make some change for Mississippi, change the name of that reservoir. Why can't they change the name to change the uh, name of the airport to make it ever? Uh, brother. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody, that's why I say I, I call a lot of folks fraud and fake, man. Because y'all want to counsel shit. But you got, and, and Jeremiah, I know how Jeremiah Derrick feel about me saying his word. But you got nerds that still go out there and participate in activities and festivities at that big body of war out there. But that's just my opinion. Hey, we checked it out I, last I, time. I was, I, I, was, uh, I was in Jackson, right? We went out there to the Rockford and uh, was that the reservoir? Exactly. Uh, we still gonna go. You know what I'm saying? We we want statues and 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 flags took down. Why not change the name of that big body of water out there? That, well, that, I, that, that, that's 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 cesspool of racism. Well, here, because for the, one, it's named after one of the most stark races in the state of Mississippi. That 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 that, that fellow that was worse than George Wallace, man. I started, I think, I don't know if I remember this, but I I tried to do, I guess my voice wasn't big enough, but I tried to do a petition. Um, change mm -hmm. that. I did that whole petition thing. Like, I, I actually did that, put it on Facebook, and I don't think it, it went south. But I, I remember asking, I don't know if AJ remember um, remembers that or he remembers me talking about it, though. I remember um, us having dialogue, it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't big, long dialogue about it, but I was like, why is this place not, I, I, I was on the same tip, it was some years ago, um, and, and it, it just kind of threw me off, I'm right there with you now, somebody came in there and gave this long explanation of why they can't change it, I can't remember what it was, but it was tied into some stuff, family stuff, it, uh, it, it was a bunch of stuff they started, hey, hey, I, I, I still think it should be changed, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not hey, taking up for it. I'm not taking up for it. I agree with you, but yeah, I'm not taking up for it. Yeah, I, I get it. They gave yeah. a long speech, um, you know, very prolific about why they couldn't change. And I was like, "Wow, that's crazy to me." 
it, I mean, because because of exactly what you said, I mean, you got video of him like you, you know, saying he's just going off on us and telling us what well, he said. He the one that said uh, segregation now, segregation forever, man. Probably. Because, exactly. Yeah, and then... And I'm going to say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna he say the one that tried to stop before. Mississippi State from going um, to, to play basketball. No, yeah. Uh, then we had to sneak out. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he, was, all, he was like, no, that dude. ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's the guy. He was also the I love he, he Mississippi. He was that dude. He was the I love Mississippi before, like, the... Um, Old Miss game, like when they had the whole James Meredith deal going on, and he's also the governor who shook Byron De La Beckwith's hand during his uh trial for killing hey. Mary Evers. So, hey, man, I want to give a shout out to my boy so, uh, DJ Jake Bizzle, who's listening right now. He's he's be part on the Cowboys. He moved to Florida, man, Alabama, right? And he doing some. He in on the he in on the live right now. He said he signed a petition. Um, and he's he's a white guy. Um, he said he signed a position back in the mid two thousands to get that name changed. What's up, Jay? Did he sign uh, a petition Jay, or a position? Petition. Okay. He signed. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna touch on this. Nah, no, you don't want to talk about specifically. Right you, can't, you can't talk about about AJ. You were saying specifically. Like, I was also being sorry. I was also being satirical. You should know. Yes. That. Um, Stephen. Stephen. Yes, that's what it's called, Stephen. Stephen Smallwood. You're correct. I'm, that's the name of it. I, I'm gonna say this, guys, and I'm gonna be done. Um, Jeremiah, you you're from Knoxville County, right? Originally, yes. Originally, okay. Yes, you all are. Right. Um, all right, and I I got a I got a really kind of a two two and a half part point. All right, my uncle taught at this school, and he was one of the people that he was you know my saying, brought, Yeah, I right. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he, he yeah, and, and I um he he me and him talked about this. Cause I just I, I just thought no wait wait who 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 was your who was your teacher I mean who was your uncle now uh Eugene Suggs oh well, okay. no he uh, I didn't get a chance he told me he, no no he actually taught at uh my my school Caledonia he was my he was my teacher in seventh grade. oh okay yeah okay. now what I was gonna tell him <laughs> he, he taught actually, for a minute his, his uncle actually broke up a fight between me and one of my friends uh in eighth grade I still remember that yeah I remember exactly. yeah he told me that. Oh, he told you about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he told me about that. He told me that. And that's how I remember hearing your name. That's how I, that's how I remember you. When I say your name, I'm like, that name look familiar. And then I'm like, oh, told me about it. He had to break up a fight between him and another dude. But, oh, well, yeah, yeah, but he told me about that. Person, that, and I, that person, I, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, I have it in my head that that fight went down like um Kid Ray on okay, lean on go. me for some reason. <laughs> wow. So here, here I, can, I, can, I can pretty much tell you what happened with that. I remember me and one of my friends. Uh, I actually talked to him like yesterday or two days ago. Um, shout out to Boris. Um, anyway, we were kind of like rivals all through high school, uh, middle school. Um, like in, I think we got in a wrestling match or something in PE. And then we get back to break. Uh, we had like a fifteen minute break. You know, we go get you know little snacks and stuff. And then, you know, folks were coming to me talking, oh, just, you know, instigating. Like, oh, he said, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, okay, really? Like, I always kind of been, when it comes to stuff like that, I was like, oh, okay, I got him. So I remember, like, when he walked out, like, we had, like, double doors. He walked out the double doors. And so I, like, you know, checked him or whatever. I came up to him. And, like, everybody started converging because everybody had been waiting for this fight for, like, two years. All through middle school. It was in eighth grade. I remember he swung with me. I backed up, and then that's when his uncle came out of nowhere and football tackled him. So nobody got touched, nobody got anything. And um, I remember like our principal told him we weren't gonna actually get in trouble for it. And then 
uh, what was it about? Maybe an hour or so later, we're in class. Bar Shields and Jeremiah Short come to the office. <laughs> Three days at the crib. Oh, okay. End so, story. End that, story. Was a, that was a very what? interesting story about Jeremiah getting beat up. Um, he never touched me. Whatever. Let me touch this last point, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna leave this alone, man. Uh, like with the, when it comes to the statues and stuff like that. Um, reason why I asked him about not to be like Louisville has a has a statue right in the middle of that in the middle of time. I've come through that many many times because Louisville and Knoxville was our biggest rivals in Costco. Well, really not more bigger rivals because they beat us beat us like we stole some most of the time. But if if they really want to make change, the you know what I'm saying with those places, start with that. And you really won't because Mississippi will never get out of the dojo that that is in if unless it makes change. Because I feel like when it comes to that karma is real. I, I'm a strong, staunch believer in karma. And I believe that place, like Mississippi is like that girl, you know, you are going to always love her, but she, you know she's just not going to know any good for you. You got to leave her. And with that being said, I, I remember Reggie st- uh, touched on the point. <clears throat> they they use those flags basically for the wrong reason because they connect that flag with religion. I have my, uh, my, my opinions about that. I ain't going to dive into it. But that that is something that has to be stopped because the people that are you know what I'm saying very serious about when it comes to religion and I already know what they use religion for especially when it comes to our people it has to be stopped and that's where it has to start at. it has to start at the top and until then Mississippi will never get out of the doors and they're going to always be in the abyss when it comes to everything and and I, I hate to see it like that it's like you it's like Mississippi is like a family member. You see them having drug problems. You see them going through the most, but they can't get out of their own way. And that place is going to forever be like that. As long as they, until they do right by us, everything about them will fail. And, and so, bro, and that's you just use Sealy's statement, bro, from Color Purple? I did that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> and and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it's crazy that you mentioned that. You know what I'm saying? You think about Mississippi River being, um, being like, the main port where slavery, you know, like Green, you know, uh, Greenville. Mm-hmm. Greenville was one of the biggest slave trade yeah. places. If not, I think it was the number one slave number trade one. place number in one America. In the South. Yeah, yeah, number one. I want to say, yeah, out of Natchez in, in Vicksburg. They're like Greenville. A lot of people want to want to cover this up when it comes about Greenville because of the casinos and all that. Man, mm-hmm. people really do their research in history, bro. I'm telling you, do do that history about your state. Yep. Like, and, and the, of, and the thing, my grandma from the Delta. My family from the Delta, yeah. bro. And just like you said here earlier, you know, and a lot of it is covered in religion. You know, and it's like, you know, when people have been getting on me about my post, oh, you so hard on Christians. You so hard on Christians. I'm like, bro, the reason why I'm hard on Christians is because I know the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm like, I look, at, I, look at how, I look at how Christianity has been used, especially in the state of Mississippi, to keep black people poor and to keep them hushed. Cause they're waiting, they praying. People, people enslaved they, in their mind, bro. Yes, well, yes. And, and it's one and, of the type of things is, it's like my whole thing is like, it makes us, it makes us depending on, well, is God gonna send us somebody? It's like, no, the power that you're praying for no, is with you. You stand up. You know what I'm saying? You stand up. God is here. 
to support what uh Reggie was saying, you know, I do go to a predominantly you know white church, and it's actually shifted a lot more from that. But I still remember a conversation we did. I guess we would call it domain means so for people different domains, whether you're a banker, a teacher, whatever. Anyway, I remember sitting in on the meeting, and then it was like this oddest thing. It was like, I was like, did they forget I was here? And it was kind of they were talking about how the school system. How I mean, one of the things, the stats that people were kind of forgetting about is that by 2042, they projected that, you know, whites won't be the majority by 2042, which isn't, you know, that far away. I mean, we'll all still be under 60 when that happens. Um, but they kind of were speaking to that, and they were talking about how the school system is changing, and basically, like, a lot of them don't have Christianity in their lives, kids in the school system, and different things like that. And I'm like... It's kind of, I was, it was kind of an odd conversation, but go ahead, Reggie. And that's why I have a problem with it is because we act like Christianity is supposed to be solving these problems. And I work, I've, I've worked with uh, uh, great companies along the way. And one thing that everybody, they drop their biases, political views, and religion at the door when we get ready to solve problems. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we got to get to that point as a society. We got to look at things historically, factual and drop the political, um, drop the political, and that's the same thing with this flag. It is, is they've turned this into a political, oh, the liberals gonna take all our stuff. The liberals are doing it. And it's that propaganda fear. And it's like, so like, what is, and I've had to ask someone, what is that, what does liberal mean to you? And liberal ain't meant to, it ain't nothing but another whistleblower that meant the same thing the N word means to me now. Because I've seen so many people use that as a crutch. It was the same way to dismiss black people. And I, and I hate when somebody used that. And it's like, you saying that my human rights is under a liberal agenda? Or how I feel is under a liberal agenda? It's like, I'm telling you, I say, I'm telling you from my own personal experience, if you care about me, you would at least, li you don't have to agree with me, but you wouldn't just pass it off and say, well, that's some type of liberal agenda that the media is, is feeding you and fueling you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, this is honestly how I feel. This is what my family saw. This is like we talked about, like Ricardo talked about his experience. You know, I've had an uncle serve in Vietnam. I've had brothers and cousins and stuff serve in the military. And same concept. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same stuff. Like the, the stories are eerie, very eerie, just very, very eerily similar. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy that our, you know, and, and, and even when we go and study stuff, like I tell people, I said, man, just watch 13. 13, I said, you don't even have to be a, uh, you don't have to go to, you don't have to study African-Americans, um, you know, African-American history or anything like Just watch it. It'll give you kind of a summary of everything. And, then it, and if you want to dig deeper, you can dig deeper. And I said, this is by academia. And I said, just also too, I said, but then they love to point out, are, you know, those one or two token black people that are doing stuff for clicks and attention. And it's like, well, this what this black person said, this what this black person said, and this what this, oh, they, and I'm like, they're, they're a political pundit. The only thing they, and I said, anytime that they have to say for our conservative values, to stick with our conservative values, to stick with our, I said, if I hear conservative values or Christian values, whenever you're trying to talk about history, you're already you've already lost you've already lost credibility. Exactly. And the thing with so that wait, is wait, wait, I, I, wait, I, I know, wait. I know, I know Hold on, Cardo. Hold on, Cardo. Yeah. Let me warn you. I want you to make this very, very brief. I will, sir. <laughs> I will. 
<clears throat> All right, with, with that, um, I, I agree with everything he just said. We, we're being used as puns uh, when it comes to they throw religion out there. And I don't know, like, it, it's sickening to see on um, that a lot of people, like what Reggie said, a lot of people won't do their own individual research. Because, to be honest, in school they taught us what they wanted us to know. A lot of people didn't teach us what really happened. We, we basically learned lies in school. So not to, not to knock any of you all, the guys on here that teach, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not, it's not, uh, it's unbeknownst to y'all, man, because, you know, wait, it's, it's wait, not wait, even y'all fault. Wait, hold on, Trap. Hold on, Trap. I'm not going to sit up here and have my profession S-worded on by a dude that's talking about African-Americans were never in Africa and that we the original Native Americans. But when, when, it, when it comes to that author, there's truth to it. Now, who, now, I'm going to relay to this and I'm going to leave it alone. Who, who, when it comes to your history, who are you going to listen to? You going to listen to somebody in the textbook, a white man, or are you going to listen to your grand? Bro, we got, uh, uh, we got, we got, we got records from black people to show that we were actually in freaking Africa. Like, get the freak out of here. No, man. Let's see your granddad. Hey, bro. Let's see your granddad. Go take your DNA test, bro. Go take your Everybody look like us ain't from Africa. I don't trust them DNA tests either. Oh, I don't take those. I'm, I'm not taking no DNA. First of all, wait a second. I'm going to the next topic because this is getting real KK Clawfish. Okay? This is starting to get real. Goku was a uh, Catharot slave name-ish. So, uh, yeah. What? That <laughs> <laughs> man said Dragon Ball Z. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dragon Ball Kakarot. <laughs> yeah, Vegeta was calling him by his true name, and he wanted to be called by his slave name. Okay, so um, Toby, Toby, Kunta Kinte. All right, so um, what was Toby. that? Oh, so we supposed to be uh responding to some of the people in uh who are watching the uh actual watching it live. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that actually. Um, you're like the biggest breaking fourth wall person. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Jeffrey Davis say companies won't even entertain Mississippi because of the education system and that flag, which is ironic because when I was in, I think, fourth grade, Kellogg came to Greenville and they sat down with some of the students to talk about the educational system. And we did not get Kellogg. I don't know where they went, but they definitely did not come to Greenville. But it is a fact that people are extremely turned off by the fact that, like, say in Greenville, all the white people go to private school. All the black people go to um, public school. And now it's got to the point where you got a lot of black kids that's going to private schools also. That's where you see all them black kids that's coming from um, St. Joe uh, that's coming from Greenville, them running backs and stuff. One going to Oregon, one going to uh, Mississippi State. And, then and the only reason why that is is because of that whole Christian propaganda. But I, that, I, I will... Well, the on that one too. Greenville School District is a cluster F word. Also, I, it's like yeah. it's um diabolically bad. Like I would not send my kids to Greenville Public Schools to save my life. I'm on the record of saying it. Um, let's see. You can tell me the truth. Oh, that's why I tied buddy stole off on um <laughs> Jeffrey Davis saying look like when Timmy got to fighting on South Park and. Where's all the rest of the comments at? But oh well, somebody else was talking about getting rid of the um. Wait a second, let me look within the actual group. Give me a second. 
I know this is, I don't want to belabor the point too much. So I can't find it. So effort. We'll go on, on to the next thing, which is. Hey, you got one just popped up. It said, what point in history are y'all suggesting people read exactly? Who said it? Brian Ferguson. What so point, what in, point history? in history? Are I, don't even know, I don't even know what that means. Well, that's what he asked. Okay, actual history. Okay, uh, Brian, I'm certain that you're listening. Could you please give us some context for that question? Just a little bit, not a not a lot, just a little bit. Brian Ferguson, one of the I, I think he's like maybe the president, CEO of Project Impact. Um, they do um uh, they make they try to make sure um yeah, I know they young give out black uh, men and women, huh? Yeah, well, I about to say I know that um Cindy does a lot of work with them. So I, I actually know a bit about her. I mean, I know a bit about uh Project Impact. About Project Impact. Yeah, they they, they pretty much be, um do fundraising and things like that and um you know get information about scholarships, trying to get um these young brothers and sisters into school, man. It's a really, really good thing that they do. And I appreciate him and all of his um, I don't know if you call them co-workers or partners. How about that? Partners. They do a really good job. Agree. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, uh, has he has he responded yet or what? No, he didn't. He didn't respond. Oh, okay. Well, well, well I'm, come back. I, I'm going to infer what Go point in history are y'all exactly? Are y'all suggesting people read exactly? I'm guessing the point of here he is history or history in general. Here he is. He say, "I got you." Y'all keep talking about history. What part? People are talking a lot about history these days. I'm just curious. What part in history would y'all suggest? Suggest for what? And I mean, I, I when you look at you know the history of black people, you know they want to try and diminish it. You know, you, you want to make like that slavery didn't happen. Well, it happened. Well, you know I don't know. Well, they keep making slave movies, but well, I'm just on. saying. But you want to make you want us to just get over something, whereas yo, you all get over it. Get over the fact that looking at a black person. Is not lesser than a that's white a person. That's a profound statement. Get over like, that. I think you kind of gloss over. That's a profound statement. But keep going. You know, but you can get over. Get over that. You're not. We're not lesser than you. You know, and that's 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 what this issue is really about. You know what I'm saying? A certain groups of white people still want to look at black people as lesser than them. And the you truth know. of the matter is, we were never lesser. Even when we came over here as slaves, okay. we were never lesser. Okay. We helped build. Yeah. You know, so, you know, all through history, the whole history, all of it, because it's going, somebody has a uh, podcast, needs to mute their, whatever their secondary device is, because we got an echo. Right. So they need, so the thing is, in the whole history, all of it, because there's a lot that's been hit in history that, like y'all have said, we didn't, the only reason why I know a lot about Mississippi history is because my dad was a history teacher, and he taught me things, you know, so I learned from him. And I learned to 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 read to read uh, books that he gave me. Still got that echo. Whoever got the secondary just, just, just keep going, man. You know, so it's just like if 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 back then, if you would just treat us as equals, like the Constitution states, and stop looking at us, we're not. We were never three fifths. We were a whole person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there, all through history, black people have contributed to the success of this country. You know what I'm saying? 
and we have contributed to this country not on equal footing. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if you just looked at people as great people. Stop looking at white, stop looking at black. Let's look at people for them, what they can do, their ability to work, their knowledge, skills, and abilities. All throughout history, we have been slighted. You know what I'm saying? So the whole history, even now, current history, we're being slighted. Even though you have black leaders, we're still being slighted. It has not stopped. It's only gotten in between the lines and behind the scenes. And that's why people are fed up with it now. So what Pacific period in history? All of it, including the current history. Okay, so uh, bad boy, baby. So that brings us to our next uh, section, the NCAA ban um, and the response from the key players within the state, which so far seems as though, like, even I was looking at where Ole Miss was um, saying that they – rolling with the uh commissioner of the sec the ncaa that we do need to change the state flag so um it seems overwhelmingly as if uh everybody is kind of um against it they're a favor of us getting a new flag which is great whether it's going to happen or not mm -hmm. is um questionable so uh i'm going to go ahead and put our last two parts together uh, if Jeremiah has a problem with it, he can catch me outside. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to go around to everybody, and I'm going to – I want you to answer two things. Number one, what do you feel about the response that um, everybody has had towards the flag debate? And also, do you think that this is actually going to um, – do you think it's going to work? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to start off with Jeremiah Short. Uh, I think it is, and I think uh, many of you had many conversations uh, about this throughout this week. Um, I think anti-racism is like the wave. I don't know if it's going to really, even though like, I think it's going to be a point of some things that are kind of going to die down, and it's really a matter of really just as an African-American community. Yes, there are a lot of white people that are supporting us right now, but, you know, it's the wave right now. Just like there's a lot of black players and, excuse me, black people just in general that normally wouldn't even uh, come in on a lot of these things that are afraid of making their white friends upset. They're even like, oh, they have comments and things to say now. So being anti-racist is kind of the wave now. The problem is what's going to happen three months, six months from now? Because some of these things are firmly entrenched as far as in these states and these certain symbols. So it ain't going to always be as simple as just getting a Confederate, you know, thing taken down. Whether you're talking about the Ross Barnett Reservoir or the state flag, these are big things. You just ain't gonna let it, it ain't gonna happen in no two weeks. So are you gonna be committed enough to stay fussing at them or being on them for three months, six months, mm -hmm. a year? It may not take 10 years, but are you gonna stay committed to it to make sure it happens? Or are, are people gonna actually take real action to make sure these things happen? Kind of like in the sports world. So, I mean, it goes with the second part of the question as well. Like, are they really gonna do the things? I don't think the basketball thing where Kyrie Irving, Mr. The World is flat, uh, saying that they should sit out the basketball tournament. I'm, I'm gonna be real, man. I ain't got nothing to watch on TV right now. I want to see basketball. I want to see LeBron dunk on somebody. I want, I want to see all that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Like I hate to say it. I, I, I want some basketball. Only thing I got to watch on TV right now is some wrestling. There's only a couple TV shows. There's nothing to watch. So like, yeah, I want basketball. That's that's an aside. But um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh. Yeah, I think, like, we have to stay committed. I think that's the main thing. You have to stay committed in your stance and then just really holding people accountable. There's a lot of white people in 
I've gotten a message or two and I've seen some things where I was like, oh man, these people actually are trying to like change their thought process, but I still think it's action. Like it's cool to say that you're supporting us, you cry for us, you this and that. Are you on a day by day basis really gonna stick to it? I mean, these symbols, it's just a symbol. Like I care about the like I was talking to a guy yesterday um in my apartment complex and we was having a conversation about this stuff. And it's really about those microaggressions. Like four of us are three of us are current uh, educators and four of us on the podcast, Reggie used to be an educator. And we all understand how it is to be a black male in education and how that can be, uh, you know, and how people operate. Um, and trust me, especially when you're on a particularly like a white space. So you definitely have to always, people always question your competence and things like that. And just what you always have to constantly deal with. Like you can't raise your voice. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, um, but there's other arenas where you have to deal with that as well. You talk about people trying to buy homes. It's like so much stuff that I, I want more people just to speak up about because it's not, it's not just about a flag. That stuff is just a symbol. I, don't, I care, but I don't care. I think that's not the major core issue that's really going to stop a lot of these things. It's just the systemic things that are going on. The school to prison pipeline, um, how way too many black people in prison for minor infractions and stupid stuff and they shouldn't even be in jail or like these things when these Karens are making these calls and basically getting black people killed, like just calling it for what it is, you know, similar to that lady in New York, that still kind of bothers me. And uh, really, I, I won't say to this day because it just happened, but it's like those type of things. Those are the things we have to tear down because like, these symbols don't mean nothing. They mean something, but it's not like the actual day-by-day actions, like these things that people do, these little microaggressions. So those are like the major things. So I think it's a good start, but you know, I think that's where we probably um, need to attack is the microaggressions. Okay, that's uh that's good. That's that's before I go ahead and give it to Derek because he said that he got moves to make, I'm just gonna say that to echo Jeremiah's sentiment, whatever we're gonna get done, we need to get done now. Because as somebody once said, black lives matter into the election. So um I remember when Dylan Roof killed those people at that church. Somehow, some way, there was this big push to get rid of the uh, Confederate flag. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, F it, I'll take it because I hate that flag. And um, we had them on the ropes pretty good. And then the gay marriage ruling came out, and nobody gave a freak about it no more. So we need to leverage all this people trying to be sympathetic to black people's stuff as much as we can, as fast as we can, because the moment that a bigger news item comes out is over with. Like, for instance, we get more um, stimulus checks. It's over with. All right, Derek, what happened then? All right, so basically, uh, it's good to see our state leaders, our institutions uh, come out and support that they want to have the flag changed. But really, like the echo, I don't want to sound echo, but really to echo what Jeremiah said, change the flag what that's gonna do you know uh like i told y'all my dad was a history teacher he taught me you know a lot about history he taught me to respect history which i do uh a flag is not going to call me in where a statue is not going to call me in where a statue is not going to those symbols aren't going to try to keep keep black people down it changing the flags and removing the confederate statues is not really going to help unless people start to change their hearts or like jeremiah said hold people accountable for when they when they uh, show their bigotry. 
You know what I'm saying? They want to say, oh, racism is a feeling. You can't stop people from feeling that way. No, you can't stop people from feeling that way, but you can sure hold them accountable. I mean, just like now, uh, uh, robbing a bank is a crime you can go to jail for. You know what I'm saying? You can't, people still rob banks. It's against the law. So I know in some cases you have hate crimes or whatever, but if you just made some type of social legal impact uh, regarding being racist or regarding being prejudiced or something, I know there's too much to ask for, you know, to change hearts, stop that stuff because, you know, a change in a flag, like I said, is not going to stop people from being racist. It's not going to stop people from uh, colluding to keep people from playing the sport that they dreamed of. It's not going to stop people uh, from keeping people from getting their dream job. It's not going to stop people from uh, attending a university that they have the academic uh, knowledge, skills, and abilities to, to get into. So until we change people's hearts or until people change their hearts and change their ways, changing the flag and then putting uh, uh, a statue in the museum is not going to help society. We need to come up with a way to where we can help society really, really peel off this band-aid of racism that we have been just letting it just hang on and it's been ripping at us for years. Our great, great, great grandparents and now us, we're still dealing with it. So change your hearts. And that's all I got to say. Um, for some reason, I started thinking about uh, it's a song in one of them movies. But anyway, uh, let me see who we got left. Ken, bully. What, what's, what's up, man? What you, what you thinking about this whole... You know the flag situation is the, response, well, the correct response. Um, is it actually gonna do anything? Are they actually gonna get rid of it? What, what you got? Well, my first um, response is to the first question about the reactions to it. Um, if anybody's in the um, Hell State Lounge, you could you could see that it's kind of mixed. Um, it's kind of touching on um, Jeremiah saying that it's kind of a wave or whatever. Um, some of the arguments I'm seeing is kind of convincing. Um, it's 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 more of, you know, because um, because they're coming with you know facts and things like that. They're just not saying, oh, it's time to get rid of. It. They're actually saying the same things we're saying. And so some of those people are actually been. So it's making me feel like some of those. Okay, you're not really just a downright racist. You're just a turd. That's all that is. And you just you know still got that privilege, but. You know, I mean, because sometimes you 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 like, man, you're a racist, you're a racist. Then this subject comes up, they're like, man, I'm so tired of that freaking flag. Like, they really, I'm like, okay, these guys are, you know, kind of, but I still don't like some of them. But anyway, um, I'm surprised that some of some of the reactions that, you know, I'm seeing over in the, um, the lounge. Um, but as far as it changing anything, it's going um, pretty much toward Derek's comments. He's talking about change your hearts and all that. I feel like Racism is kind of like bullying, okay? And in that sense, it's not going anywhere. I don't care what you do, it's not going anywhere, all right? You, he's trying to say, find a way to stop the racism. No, find a way to, it's more of the systematic racism when it comes to um, the, the courts and how the police, you know, um, police us. That's, you talking about Joe Blow across the street, if he's a racist, okay, you're a racist. I mean, you're not gonna change that. All right, we're looking at a bigger picture um, as far as the racism goes. Now, as far as removing these symbols that's supposed to represent me, 
that's where that comes into play. Um, he's saying, what's what this going to do? What's that going to do? It's, it's going to give an outside perception um, to other people. Okay, Mississippi has changed. Because we're the last food with this thing in our flag. So, okay, that's an outside perception. Okay, they finally trying to, you know, progress. Okay, that's one thing. Tear down these monuments. Okay, there's another sign that they're trying to do something, even if it's just a wave. Hey, let them do this wave. Let them take this stuff down. All right, and it's just it's not represent. It's not a representation of anybody on this podcast right now. And that's what the big thing about taking this stuff down. No, it's not going to change anybody's hearts. No, of course not. But at least, okay. Um, Dina's. Oh, I said I said her name. I'm supposed to say her name on in public, but my. My wife's uh, um, grandmother would never talk about those times. She said it was too hard to talk about, you know, and that's kind of like that flag. Like, you know, you got that waving all over the place. You're like, okay, um, you know, that flag represents something to, especially to the older generation. Like a lot of us can't really relate to that flag, to the flag, you know, and all that kind of stuff, because we're, we just know the history and all of that kind of thing. Kind of like the people that waved the flag. Dude, you was nowhere near around when that flag. It's my heritage. You have no clue. And, and it's just like, okay, let's just wipe it off. Um, nobody said this in how long we've been over two hours. Nobody said this. They're losers. They lost. So why are we still representing this thing? I don't think nobody said it. Oh, hold on. Okay, Wait, hold on. Me. Hold on. Did you just say that we've been on here for two hours? Hour 30. Yes. Hey, man, I'm hungry tomorrow. Yeah, it's time, it's time to wrap it up. I just want to, because yeah, you, no. you ain't called my name all day. So I'm just getting my little two cents. <laughs> I just been sitting over here. Okay. But anyway, but anyway, like I said, nobody said it yet, but they lost. It's the only time we celebrating losers. I don't get it. And they're like, well, it's my heritage, blah, 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 blah. It, it, it doesn't matter, dog. Y'all lost. Why are we paying homage to you, to you losing wave your flag? Let's put the white flag up there if we want to put the real flag up there. But that's what I got to say about it. It's not going to change nothing. We got to get – it's not going to change anything. It's just going to change it'll, – it'll change the perception. And like you said, Kellogg and other companies might actually start coming into this son of a gun. Maybe that's why Mississippi is the poorest state in the um, union because, hey, you know, people don't want to be affiliated with it. So – there you go, D, um, Big D. Um, that, that, that might change. So now I'm getting more, as we say, liberals, getting more liberals in here to, you know, change the ideas of what's going on around around us. We get more of those people in the state, then maybe that'll, you know, help us out. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, yeah, Derek, Derek um, he's gone, but he's still responding. He say, that's their participation trophy. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good um, dynamite drop in, Derek. All right. All right, yeah, That's all I gotta say about it. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I don't know who else supposed to be talking, but oh well. I'm gonna just go ahead and kick it over to Reggie. What about me, bro? <laughs> man, Ricardo. He always did respect me like that. Ain't man. nobody disrespecting you, man. I don't know who said anything or who hadn't. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm just talking shit, man. Just saying, hey, well, I just want to, you know, I'll, just offer some practical solutions myself, man. Just from what I've been studying and everything like this too is, you know, I, I posted this the other day. I think one of the things we got to do is when we move forward, we got to keep the politics and religion out of it. Right is right and wrong is wrong. We talk about human rights and what affects other humans and different things that are symbolic 
and different stuff like that. Like 9-11, nobody is going to sit up here and say, you know, like whether, you know, whether a person that is from, you know, whether a Muslim person loves Saddam Hussein or whoever else, Bin Laden or whoever else, they're not going to come over here in this country and pay homage and put up statues of, um, of somebody like, like those people. Um, they're not going to do that. And, and it's the same thing. It's like I told somebody the other day, if the Confederacy had their way, your American flag wouldn't exist. So how can you fly both of them at the same time? It makes no sense. <laughs> Logically, it's like, it's, this, it's the craziest thing ever. It's like, it's hey, like, like I said, Reggie, it just. <laughs> you, you know, uh, Quentin Tate, I know you know him really yeah. good. I yep. asked him that question the other day because I know he's a history guy. I say, isn't yep. that wrong? Like, how do you fly? <laughs> proud to be an American. Confederacy. Oh, wait a minute. You know? <laughs> Bruh, I asked that same question, man. It doesn't exist. A current America doesn't exist if they won. Right. <laughs> it just it, it just doesn't. And so, you know, my whole thing with that is, is like understanding that concept. Uh, you know, like I said, and you can say, okay, put it in a museum. Oh, don't you, people not you're not destroying history by putting it in, the, in a museum. Here's the thing. If you think putting in a museum destroys history, think about what, what America has done with black history. We've relegated it to a month, but guess what has happened? Because of black people's fight and because of black people wanting to know their history, we dug it up. We dug up Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches. We dug up the, um, you know, like some people don't know this, the civil rights case that his wife uh, brought against the U.S. government to prove that J. Edgar Hoover was the brains behind that murder of Dr. King. You know what I'm saying? We dug it up. We we went and found this stuff out. Like, you know, like just all the historic stuff. You know, when um, when black senators in North Carolina served um, in the Senate in Wilmington, North Carolina in, in 1892, and they were overthrown by white supremacists. Black people dug that stuff up. You know what I'm saying? That stuff is not found in the history books. You know, and, and, and it's like, we dug it up. And half of it is not in our museum. And, and and so, you know, if you really want to look at history and honor history for what it is, mm -hmm. do that. Go to the museum, look up the history, but also let's be real about history. The same people, I was I made a joke to somebody about this. I said, when I look at Robert E. Lee's name, when I used to walk in Lee Hall, I used to say that mother turning over his grave knowing I'm walking in this building with his <laughs> name on it. Man. Man. I used to make that joke. And we as black people make that joke all the time. <laughs> I don't. He I don't want to. Right I don't want to be that guy. But Lee Hall ain't named after Robert E. Lee. I think it was his family member, though. I it know was his it was him. I, it was a uh, general Lee, the guy that's in the um the statue in the middle. It might be related to him. Effort. Yeah, but that's yeah, that, that, that's the story. That I don't know if it's history. Uh, is real or not? But the story is that's they family. But yeah, I will family. say. But definitely, the guy that Lee Hall is named after was a Confederate general, one hundred percent. And so, and, and so that's the thing, when you look at that in totality, you know, it, it, it's kind of like one of those types of things where, you know, and just like Jefferson Davis County, Jefferson Davis County is like majority black. And I'm sitting here like, you know, when I saw them, you know, playing for the state championship and all those black kids out there playing I have to Jefferson move. Davis County. I have to move. <laughs> right. I put that on my life. Like, right. And it's like one of them things, like, this man would hate this right now. You know, now, here's the thing. That, what I, I heard somebody say, 
well, Dr. Martin Luther King was a hope monger. I said, okay, but did he kill somebody? Did he hate somebody? Did he hate somebody? I said, what, what, what did him, if he, had, if he had an extramarital affair, which we know what Hoover was trying to do the whole time with him, I said, if he did, was that hate towards a group of people? You know what I'm saying? I said, you know, th that's, th that to me is like, that's the, that's the line right there. Like if it's, if it's something I said, you know, yeah, everybody got stuff in their life. You know, I, we, everybody in here, if you dig up further enough in our family tree or within ourselves, we'll all have something that we're ashamed of. Every person in America. And I say, that's the thing. I say, but at the same time, who did that harm? If it harmed a group of people, a certain sect of people that's over 12% of your population, that person should not be honored. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you want unity in the United States. So uh, going back to those practical solutions again, um, I, I think one of the number one thing is education. Education is the key. Um, you know, and besides education is communication. Um, also too, let's encourage our youth to get into, um, to get into, you know, student, uh, to get into debate, get into um, um, run for student council. Because we need more representation of people with a diverse thought running for government. And they need to be trained how to do that at a very young age. Um, we also need to understand how systems work. We need to understand how the financial systems work and how political power combined with capitalism is what gets you power. You know, and, and understand our white people, our white friends, we need you. We need you. You know what I'm saying? It just like, you know, just like everything in the NFL and anywhere else. You know, it didn't, it didn't pick up until, you know what I'm saying, a white person decided to say, hey, we're going to speak up, you know? And I think that's very, very important, too. We need our white allies to, you know, to rally, put money into these situations, put their voices out there, and most of all, put your vote out there, you know, and, 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 and put pressure on those politicians, man. I think, and that's what I'm saying. We need you. It's just plain and simple. So, you know, and if you're, if you're wondering how do you get involved, well, just – Talk to another person that, that, um, that you know, understands the overall vision. Because if you want unity and love, you got to do it practically. Um, lay religion to the side, lay the politics to the side, and come to the table and everybody can meet halfway and have a piece of the pie. But I say until, you, until we start laying politics and religion to the side, it's going to be very, very tough. Okay, great. So, um... I don't know if Jeremiah spoke yet, but uh, Ricardo, make whatever you go say extremely brief. I am starving. Y'all can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm letting Ricardo go first. Well, I I'm going to start off with this, man. I ain't going to be long. I, um, I want us to start doing this, too. Stop calling ourselves minorities, man. Like, I, I, I get, you know how much I get tired of hearing this shit. Like, we're, we're not minority. We're majority and we're, su we're superior. We're not inferior. And secondly, um, I, I just think, like we said, we talked on and touched on, uh, Mississippi is going to be behind the eight ball because of the, you know saying, the deep history when it comes to racism that they have. And we, we, we have to teach our own because, for one, we're going to always be held down because they're going to, for one, hold, the, especially the people that look like us. And then speaking 
on what you guys spoke about. Like Jefferson Davis, he was a slave owner. Uh, uh, like a lot of those, the counties, especially down towards Southern Mississippi, like, like from the central down to Southern Mississippi, they're named after slave owners. You know, uh, from Hines, Rankin, uh, Prentice, uh, Leak, uh, some of the counties up in North Mississippi, like, and then some of the counties are named after, uh, you know, Indian mine or in, uh, Indian tribes, like, because there was a lot of Native Americans in that area still to this day. So that's something that I would like for, for people to stop doing, stop using that word, uh, minority, you're not mine. That's something that they put, well, the government has put in, in your mind. And it's, it's one thing I've always talked, if a person tell you something, something about yourself for so long, you begin to believe. And that's something that we need to drop. Um, and that's pretty much all, pretty much all I got to say about that. That's, that's the only thing I wish that I hope that we can stop. Like, I know things are not going to happen overnight, but I just want it to be changed. Do I think it's going to change? Do I think Don't it's going to have an effect? Bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, you come to Jackson, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Make sure do your thing. All right, uh, what you raise your hand, Ken. No, I did this. Oh, okay, that's good, Jeremiah. And I know how you get Jeremiah. I swear to God, if you go over three minutes, I'm putting you on mute. (laughs) No, man. And I think, like, it's kind of just echoing, not echoing, but team, what I was saying before, man, just stay committed, man. That's the most important thing. And really from where you're pulpit, not just the white people who are speaking up and going to action, but these black folks who all of a sudden you vote now that all this going on. Now, it's cool to be not racist or call out people for racism. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you stick with it, too? Because we know as black people, we got they don't necessarily be Uncle Tom's, but they don't want to offend their white friends, so they don't say anything. So. I think everybody kind of need to just stick, keep that same energy as the young folks would say. Um, after we, after you know, all this kind of dies down, and like you said, the next news item comes. They just passed, you know, uh, a lot of important legislation this week. So once we get into a new news cycle, let's see if we keep that same energy. That's all I say. Y'all see Oxford Community College taking a um, statue down? Yeah, they supposed to. Um... Oh God, I've shared the thing with a guy said that they need to move to Omaha because they'll never see it again. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but they were tired they go move it to the Confederate graveyard. I actually know where it is. I um walked through there one time and made sure that I walked over like every grave that I possibly could on my way. Yeah, I mean, it sounds terrible, but it is what it is. Like yeah. you know. I, I resisted. I really had to urinate while I was going through there, but I, 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 knew, I, it I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I resisted the urge. I felt like R. Kelly going through there. But yeah, um, I would that's, let that's everybody. Really I would let everybody give their pardon thoughts, but I know that y'all gonna take entirely too long doing it. So um, I know I'm a I'm an a hole. It is what it is. So remember to like, comment. Subscribe when you see this on YouTube. You feel me? Um, you can follow us, Black Dogs Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, B L K D A W G S Podcast. Um, and I was about to say something else. Oh, on the twenty eighth, we will be commemorating the third anniversary of uh, the Black Dogs Matter um, Facebook group, and we will go ahead. And we're gonna 
mix that in with the one year anniversary of the podcast, which is technically already passed, but whatever. Yeah. Black dogs matter. And remember, you can still on Instagram um show us that you're following us on YouTube and you can get a Black Dolls podcast sticker. Okay? It'd be great. You know, it's cool. You can put them on your cowbell. Put it on your laptop. I got one on my laptop. I got one on the back of my Jeep. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? So normally I would say praise the Lord and go dogs. But since um, Vic Schaefer don't want us anymore, I would just say, hey, bye. Mars point, baby. Mars point. Black lives matter. Brown bottom. <laughs>